This episode of LedgerCast is brought to you by The Ocean. Trade fast and securely. Ethereum and ERC-20 tokens. Trade wallet to wallet with your peers on a high-performance, institutional-grade, decentralized platform. They offer better liquidity, lower fees, and less risks than the competition. Take control of your own custody of your tokens today and try The Ocean. Go to ledgerstatus.com slash The Ocean for more. And thank you to The Ocean for being a Ledger Status partner. Hello and welcome to LedgerCast. My name is Brian Krogsgaard and uh, today I have two of the co-founders of a project which I've been obsessed with for the past week or so. I've been uh, beta testing Hero. It's uh, hxro.io if you want to check it out or just go to ledgerstatus.com slash hero and uh, sign up to try to test the platform yourself. I've got uh, Dan Gunsberg and I've got Rob Levy, two of the co-founders from Hero. Hey guys. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's uh, my pleasure to have you on. Uh, like I said, I've been really loving testing the game. I appreciate y'all giving me the opportunity to to test it and put it through put it through its paces. Um, I have to say, this is a truly unique platform, and we will we will get into that. Uh, but it's at a baseline level, this is like trading crypto, but it's quite gamified. Uh, and it, you make it feel fun. Right now, it's mostly based on five-minute candles. Uh, but for listeners that think that's insane, don't worry. There will be um, opportunities to to play on dailies and weeklies and all sorts of stuff. So why don't we just start? And Dan, let's uh, start with you. And just let me know, like, what do you envision? is Hero, and how did you get to this stage? You guys just launched a beta, I know, but how did you get here in the first place? Both of y'all have traditional finance backgrounds, right? Yeah, that's right. So um, I've been in, involved in the legacy markets for, um, God, since uh, 19, um, I first got it down to the trading floor in 1994 um, as a clerk. And so I've been in the markets for, got close to 24 years now. So you were in the pit? I was in the pit. And then uh, I actually got to the screen pretty early. Like the Chicago Board of Trade had a um, had a, an intra exchange uh, platform called Project A that um, was pretty much like a game because there were so few people on it, and it was it was a closed network. Um, but it was it was pretty exciting to be on. But it was still back in the days where um, you know you would have a you'd put a trade on, you get filled on something, you think you had an edge, and then like your clearing the guy that owned your clearing firm would call the clearing firm and find out who was on the other side of the trade. And if you were in the same house, he'd actually have it canceled. So, <laughs> Wow. Have you yeah. ever seen the, uh, the documentary Floored? Oh, yeah. Does it? Yeah. Was that a pretty good representation of what it's like uh, trading on a, on a floor? Yeah. I mean, I, I think Rob and I could probably spend a weekend over beers telling you endless amounts of stories. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. there's there's no doubt that the the excitement and the adrenaline um, down there is something that is hard to capture anywhere else. And you know, one thing about Florida that that was really interesting is they um, they really magnified a lot of the people in the kind of their post trading careers. And you know, when you wake up every morning for years and years, and you go down to that floor, and it's like the the, the rush and the dopamine that is like flowing through your veins, like not, not in micro doses, but like, it's just there 
constantly and the banter is there and like it's the camaraderie and you kind of feel like you're in a you're all on a battlefield together it's pretty exciting yeah for um, people that don't know what this is basically this is people trading commodities and other things on a floor together like the traditional historical view you have of a market uh, or if you've ever seen trading spaces at the at the end what everything looks like trading there. places yeah yeah trading <laughs> places trading spaces is some hgtv thing or something um <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, and everybody's screaming and yelling for positions and the people in the pit are typically playing the spread and, and filling orders for, for brokerage houses, right? That's right. I mean, Rob, give, give a little more of your background too on that because yeah. Rob actually was a, was a, a DPM. On the yeah. um, he, I think you were down, you were down on the floor for a lot, for many more years than I was. I actually went to the screens pretty early and uh, kind of got out of the chaos. So. Yeah. I, uh, you know, my background started on the floor of the CBOE, which is the Chicago Board Options Exchange. And that initially was an offshoot of the CBOT, the Chicago Board of Trade, and all of the seat holders at the Chicago Board of Trade and members also, when they spun off the CBOE, had seats at the CBOE and had ownership in that. Um, The CBOE is an equities option exchange, meaning, you know, all the stock options on Mm -hmm. IBM and Apple and all of that um, were traded at the CBOE. And the Board of Trade and the Chicago Mercantile Exchange were all of the interest rate products, the futures products, the S&P 500 futures. Um, And a lot of listeners may know that Bitcoin's on both, but not really distinguish the difference in those platforms in terms of other products but bitcoin's one of those things where everybody wants to own it (laughs) so it seems like there's been a a little bit of a horse race in the institutional landscape to figure out who's gonna who's gonna play but what's been interesting is like nobody's really beating the the crypto first platforms right now like the volume's nowhere close to what you get on the derivatives exchanges on crypto with on the crypto platforms themselves so but so rob continue your story on that yeah, I mean, basically what, what the floor traders do, and it, and it really, back in the day, we called ourselves locals, and people called us locals because we were really people, locals, people from the area, and we were liquidity providers. You were a market maker who, you know, we had a duty to make a two-sided market. And a two-sided market means that if a broker comes in, and they ask, you know, how are the IBM $100 calls? We had to make a two-sided market, meaning we had to give a price we were willing to buy those at if he needed to sell them, and we needed to give him a price that we would sell them at if he wanted to buy them. So we had to make a market that, you know, was fair to where we would actually buy it if he said, I'll sell you 500 and we'd actually sell them if he said, I want to buy them. So, you know, the game theory, everything starts there where you have to make a two-sided market. You might think, holy cow, uh, IBM's about to take off. This thing's going crazy. I don't want to sell anything. Well, guess what? You have to make a market, you know? Yeah. So that means that you need to raise the prices and stuff. That means And that can confuse people, but it's really, it goes back ages, you know, because initially people bartered and traded with one another. And when you think of a market maker, the other type of person you could think of as a market maker is 
like a, a, a retailer, like a Walmart is a market maker between a consumer and uh, the manufacturers of those products. And if you could imagine you take your stuff back to Walmart sometimes and sell them, then that's the other side of the trade. But essentially, you always have to have someone in between the trade and your cut is essentially what's on top of that. And you have to be right more than wrong. And the hard part with a, a, you know, a, an options market maker is if you get too heavy on the wrong side and you don't have someone on the other side to buy your, your oranges or whatever, uh, then that's when you can get in trouble. And that's where the stress and the dopamine comes from, right? Correct. And, and so there, therein lies the issue. You need to manage your inventory at any given time. If they come in and buy a lot of stuff from you and all of a sudden you have this short-term risk on your hands, it might be one second, it might be one minute, it might be an hour where you're sitting there like, holy cow, I just sold a hundred of these to this guy. I've got all this risk. What am I going to do? When is someone going to come in here and either sell those back to me or sell me something else that can kind of hedge my risk in this position? So then it comes into where you're managing your inventory of longs, of shorts, of longs in, you know, April, shorts in May, and then you start to, you know, you end up, a market maker ends up with this position of inventory because you can never know when someone's going to come back and buy or sell that exact same contract that they did before. So you yeah. end up with this book that you have to manage and you've got to piecemeal it all together and, and kind of figure out how to cover yourself before you go home for that night or for the first you know hour of the trading day. And that's why the openings and closes tended to get nuttier because not only does the public want to transact around the open and close, but then at the close of the day, the public needs to do stuff, but also there's a lot of local market makers that have been wearing a position either since the open of the day or throughout the day that then they're like, oh, I need to, I need to get out of some of this stuff now. And then if the public is going, wants to do the same stuff, you can get some real moves in the market. Because and then there's the people that sit around and wait and take in data and then realize that everybody's stuck one way. And then they put their foot on the gas and get in front of that. Yeah. That's how you get, you know, welcome to a flash crash. And for anyone on on the YouTube side of this, I'm actually I just pulled up the 30 minute on the S and P 500, and you can see even though it's uh, almost entirely digital today, the action is still similar. Where you get the volume at the beginning and at the end, and um, that's where your your biggest plays are making. So everything in between is kind of just trend based float, where there's not as much money being made, but it's more of setting up for the the big moments. Um, That's how right. did, during this transition to a whole new world where all of a sudden you're not, you're not in the pit or you're not, you know, in that same type of environment, but the products basically work the same. Um, how did you guys transition to where you are today, building a software product instead of, uh, you know, trading on a floor? Sure. So, um, well, so I left the kind of the legacy world and, uh, the fall of 2017. Um, I initially gotten into crypto in the fall of 2015. And then obviously in 2017, the tailwind to it was really growing. And the um, 
the legacy markets volatility was so compressed. And so things were obviously very slow. There was a good tailwind going on in the crypto world. I was completely enthralled by it. Um, I was starting to get a little bit more interested in the in the social side of it and the community side of it. And it just made sense to 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 push full time. Um, Rob ended up um, coming in full time in January. Um, we ended up starting a, a small hedge fund called Gordian Block um, that we sat, we actually sat on our hands all through January. And then in February on that night, I think that was the, was that the, the Novogratz purchase down when we, I think we had wicked down to like 5,800 or something. And then we had a, a huge bounce, like up to like 7,000 or something like that. Yeah. It was all basically in one day, but yeah, uh, and that so, was, the, that was when we went back all the way to I think 11.5 and, uh, yeah. Gave everybody an option to exit, <laughs> whether that they was, uh, yeah. or not. <laughs> Train was leaving. Um, so we we got in right around when that, you know, on that wick and then um, had been trading around it. And Rob and I sitting there trading all day, managing the fund, we started talking a lot about like, you know, when you get two guys that have had floor experience and just years of trading experience, just so many stories and talked a lot about the, the, you know, the rush and the, the dopamine that came with it and being behind the screen, how that quieted out. Um, and then being in crypto, we started to learn more, you know, more and more about the gaming side of things. And um, um, we figured, God, this would be great if we could figure out how to put a, put a, a gaming layer over, over the market in a way that captured, um, that could really capture the rush and kind of like, which, is really elements of the game itself and the core loops in the games, but also the social aspect of it. Like standing in that pit, you, you're like nuts to butt with people, with like, with other guys for like hours yeah. on hours on end. And it's like, it's like being in a locker room, but if the locker room capacity was a hundred and there was 200 people in it. So you yeah. get close yeah. quick and, and it, it's, it's so ridiculous sometimes that you just end up laughing. And like, when you, you know, think about the, t- the, the beta channel right now for for hero like when things start to get moving like how on tilt that channel gets and so man we're just we're so excited that that we feel like at least like from a product market fit perspective we really we really kind of nailed it so far so so rob uh were you involved in the gaming side of things in between or for for fun i mean how did y'all get to the gamification component of it are y'all poker players or something tons of people in crypto well the, yeah uh oh, sorry go ahead Ryan. no go ahead. Yeah. no uh so danny uh danny johnson who's one of our other co-founders danny was uh obviously a, a poker professional for for multiple years before uh getting into crypto and then um for a little bit after and um i had actually met danny uh Back in uh, I think October of 2017, we went to a. There was some breakfast where some guy was trying to get a bunch of people together to talk about cryptocurrency, and um, <laughs> it was all these. It's kind of all these like uh, um, financial guys in suits and ties, and then uh, Danny and I both got there a little bit late, and there was this kind of like dunce table in the corner, and he put the two of us at that table. <laughs> nice. And so, and I I didn't know him from Adam. And we started talking and hit it off. And, um, and then the three of us were talking and then as Rob and I started to really, um, formulate, uh, 
around what has become Hero. We brought Danny in and, um, you know, he added some nice components from like, you know, really understanding the gaming side. And then we ended up hiring the, um, you know, the guys from Cloud Construct who, um, you know, a couple of the core devs from, from uh, the original DraftKings team and uh, uh, added a couple of, um, you know, team members from the social gaming side, um, a couple from DFS, um, and, you know, the, the, the suit ball came together well. Yeah, I need to uh, give a shout out myself because uh, I think I heard a little bit about Hero and I was kind of like, I don't know, that sounds a little weird trying to gamify <laughs> crypto prices. Do people really want to uh, turn something like that into a game? It's strange. Um, and when I started to take it more seriously, it was because of two people. One was Rick, who's working on your community team, is a fr- good friend yeah. of mine. And I think he had gotten to know you and started to work on the community side of things. So shout out to Rick for uh, creating this addiction of mine. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then also Jack or, or Sicarius, as people know him by. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on the podcast. We did a, a double header, actually. And uh, he's just someone I respect in terms of his analysis of crypto projects and and his trading as well. Uh, so yeah, both of the them were guy. like, both of them were like, y'all need to check this out. So I hopped in a telegram and I was like, I don't know about the way y'all structure all this and started to like offering my critiques to you, Dan. <laughs> and, uh, what I was so pleased by was the way you responded. And that's, what's really converted me on this whole thing because, you know, I discovered your team for one is just, you got a lot of people with experience when we don't have a lot of that in crypto. Yeah. Uh, experience from traditional finance and experience from the actual uh, world that you're trying to play in from a you know online gamification side of things. So I was really curious about this blend and that's why uh, I asked if I could participate on the beta side of things. So now you've I'm, been a, you've been a champ man. so happy to have you and, and I remember that we got in that chat room to talk about it and actually I think you left the chat. I did. I totally, yeah. I let, well, it was like Jack brought me in. It was for people that might be interested in the pre-sale component because there was a utility token. And I was like, yeah. I'm not sure how hot I am on app tokens. And that's, that's true today um, sure. because I think there's a lot of confusing components that isn't really worth bringing up in this chat. But I think the way that y'all have approached it is, is smart for what it's worth. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. But s- certainly at the time I was like, eh, you know, and, and it, but as I got to know y'all, I was like, you know, it, I at least want to try out this platform, no matter my own opinions of the the token economics and stuff. Um, it seems like a real platform. And, you know, there's really not many, uh, many teams in the cryptocurrency space that have a platform that you can even try. So uh, <laughs> you've got that going for you for that sure. That was big for us to, you know, we, we did a small seed raise when we first started the project um, with the intention of kind of, understanding that crypto is in a trans transition period in 2017 was just, you know, it's crazy. And knowing that we wanted to bring a little bit more of our experience in the kind of in the real, you know, in the legacy world. Um, and we, we made a, a very concerted effort to lead with the product. Yeah. Um, you have knowing to. That that, yes, absolutely. And, and if, you know, if we knew that we had good product market fit, everything else would fall into place. So you know, it was worth stretching it up front right now um, to kind of get to, you know, the point where we're at right now. And now we feel really good about pushing 
pushing hard and starting to add the layers that we need to to really make this thing grow. I'd like to take a break to say thank you to The Ocean. Go to ledgerstatus.com slash The Ocean to learn more about what they do. They're working hard in 2019 to really expand their infrastructure and create an even better product. They offer fast and secure Ethereum and ERC20 token trading. You can also trade stable coins like DAI. Trade wallet to wallet on a high performance, institutional grade, decentralized platform. You get great liquidity on The Ocean because they work with dedicated market making partners. They also have really low fees and low risks. It's a great platform. It's a great team that's building this, and I think that you'll really like it. It's really great. Hope you'll try it. Go to ledgerstatus.com slash the ocean for more, and thank you to the ocean for being a Ledger Status partner. Yeah, so, yeah, Dan, you and I have been talking about, you know, trading uh, futures yeah. curves in traditional markets and... Uh, I think I've spent a few hours talking to Rob about the structure of five minute candles. <laughs> so, uh, we've dug into the weeds at this point and it's been fun. So I'm glad to have y'all on. And with that, we need to dig into what this game is and how it works. Um, because I, I think it's super fascinating the way this works. And if anybody has ever used, uh, any online gaming platform, it would probably feel familiar. Uh, and then if you, understand the concept of binary options where you're essentially picking win or lose, then it'll make sense to you as well. Uh, Rob and Dan, for your reference, I'm, I'm pulling up the, uh, the game on my own, uh, computer and I'm, I'm playing it live. So, uh, walk us through what we're seeing here when we come up on the homepage and granted we have a lot of audio listeners, but tell us the basics of the game structure, what people are choosing and doing. Rob, go ahead, man. Okay. Let me uh, just log in here real quick. Okay. Um, so are you in the main, like, five-minute moon wrecked room? Yep. I'm on, the, uh, I'm on the, the floor is what y'all call it. So yep. for people listening, what you see here is it's literally uh, 10, 15 cards or games. Each one of these cards represents a five-minute candle. And the point of the game is to guess is the next candle going to be up or down relative to the previous candle. Correct. So right now we're looking at the live card in the middle and we're seeing a, a countdown clock in the top right corner of, of the card. And right now it's a minute and 50 seconds. So that means there's a minute and 50 seconds left in this five minute period, which corresponds to the current you know five minute candle on, on a chart. And we can see on the moon side, which is green and for those of you not totally into crypto, moon is a, a common term for when something goes up, goes up in price, explodes, goes to the moon. And on the, on the downside is the, the pink, and that is wrecked. And we all know uh, from 2018 what wrecked means. That is when <laughs> prices go lower. So basically, people are choosing in that five-minute period if if Bitcoin will be higher, which is moon, or get wrecked, go lower at the end of the five-minute period. And you can see right now there's 662 hero token entries on moon, and there's 613 hero token entries on wrecked. So So this is a pretty balanced pot. Yep. This is pretty balanced. You can see that um, 
the payout on moon here is 1.81x, meaning if someone wins and it goes moon, if you put in 100 hero, you're going to get paid back 181. And on the rec side, the payout is 1.96x, which means that if you entered 100 hero on that side, you would get 196 credited to you if you win. And right now, it's coming down to the end. Two, one, Rex zero. Rex sent. See if I win. It's confirming. This is always my scariest part. So <laughs> this is part of what I've been talking to Rob so much about because what they're doing here for people listening and watching is they pull in data from uh, three different sources and then they're capturing the last trade price from each of those. They blend them together and they establish what the closing candle was and whether it went up or down. So I won that last one because it went wrecked and it moves on to the next game. So someone playing has to put in their entry. You determine how much you want to bet relative to uh, whether you think it's going up or down and then you get that payout. So the the next one, more people are on the wrecked side, meaning more people think it's going to go down and therefore the payout is not as good for people who uh, are betting that direction. So there is a huge psychological element in this game of um, going against sentiment or fading the sentiment in terms of being able to get a better payout. And if you're familiar with the way the options ecosystem works, this is like choosing an out-of-the-money option that's against the trend. So if you saw Apple going up to $230 a share and you said, you know what, by next April, I think this is going to be $150, you're not going to have to pay very much for that option in the traditional market. But if you win, you get an enormous payout. This game is like that, but it's on a five-minute basis. So I can watch this chart, and for anyone listening, this is the day that will be remembered <laughs> for a little bit. Uh, Bitcoin's down 10% today. Um, and there was this, you know, this huge rush down, a couple of them. Um, so the, the sentiment is probably going to be bearish. So the choice for the player of, of Moon Wrecked uh, or these five-minute cards is how do they want to play it. And you can play these one at a time, or I can go in. If people are watching, they can see I've got entries on a handful here um, where I'm essentially just letting it ride. <clears throat> so um, we've we've seen some big ones uh, while we've been beta testing. There's been a few times where everybody kind of gets on at the same time, and all of a sudden the pots build up. Uh, can you all describe the way the the pools work and how the how your payout mechanisms work and all that kind of stuff? Sure. So you can see here in the upcoming game that starts in two minutes and 24 seconds, 23, that currently there's 5,900 tokens in the pool, meaning people have entered, um, you know, Moon Erect. With, now it just went up to 6,000. So you can see how many. <laughs> nice. You can see how many tokens are already entered, but you can't see what side they're entered on. So this is where the strategy and theory comes in. You try to, um, you know what, pretty much, you know, you're following the chart. You can get a feel for trend and how things are moving and where Bitcoin is on the chart. And um, you can kind of, you know, based on the pool, a number that you feel comfortable entering in there 
And then um, once the game actually goes live, there's like a, a 10, 15 second period of buildup where you get to see it unveils how many are on each side. So, yeah, so once the game starts is when you finally see what's the ratio going to be and you are able to determine that you get, you know, one to one odds or four to one odds, depending on how it's how heavily it's weighted one side or the other. And so, so that, yeah, it, you know, it's funny because that it, we didn't we didn't have that. Del- the intention was not initially to have that little delay in there. But as we were testing in the beginning, the sweat that came out of that was epic, right? Like we, we developed so many, you guys developed so many terms, like getting ratioed, like that, that took on a whole new meeting suddenly. Right. Yeah. And like the, the sweat and like when something comes out, if the, if it's going to be lopsided and there's going to be a ratio event, then like the gifts that start coming out and the shit talking, is just like, it just yeah. adds to the emotional element of the game, which is something that, again, we're really trying to capture from the from the gaming layer. And this is a fun one to be able to describe to our listening audience, because what we have here is Bitcoin went down 9%, and then it's just been creating, uh, you could call it like a little bit of a dead, count, dead cat bounce situation where you might expect it to continue to go lower. Um, and here we've had uh, five or six in a row, five-minute candles that have gone down, but at the same time, it looks like it's going to go down more if you're just looking from a pure chart perspective. So you have to decide, do I want to go with this trend or do I want to try to fade the trend and choose the upside? And then you compare it to what the heck did everybody else do? Um, so I've been on the trend all day. This is a great one because I'm getting smoked. Um, so I just got ratioed, which is what the description was. Uh, so I'm just going with the trend here. I, I actually set up a few before we got on the call. So I've been on wrecked for a while. Now I'm going to start playing them and uh, see if I can uh, get past this. But what happened is the whole game just went bearish because everybody's seeing this potential down move uh, coming. And uh, very few people were on the moon side. And now those people are going to get paid nine times their money if this uh, actually becomes a green candle. The glory of a game on a five-minute basis is that even when Bitcoin's down 10%, you're going to see a lot of green candles. So what can happen here is the psychology can just like do so many things. And yeah, I've been joking in the chat that it's I'm constantly trying to play 4D chess because like I wanna I, I think I this is <laughs> I think this is going down, but I think everybody else is gonna uh bet it up trying to fade it. So I'm just gonna stay down and like so you're like completely uh That's looping crazy. your your bias. I don't know if y'all ever watched Friends uh the old show back in the day, but there was this one where um they were trying to find out if these people were actually uh dating so another one of the friends hit on the same guy just as like just to freak (laughs) him out and then they just took it to this massive conclusion where um like she was coming on to him in their apartment and he like was dating her best friend and they were just trying to play it out and like the one guy in the middle knew everything and he was like both sides knew exactly what was happening, but it was all getting played wrong. And it was just a disaster. Uh, I mean, that, you know, if you think about like trading though, that's like some elements of trading. Sometimes you take trades, not because the chart, not because of like the technical analysis you're seeing or because of 
whatever other other than the fact that the crowd might be so tilted yeah you're fading the sentiment if this happens all the time what happens in this game is like what you see on say uh bitmex which has a funding mechanism but it's on crack because what happens on a, a platform like bitmex is uh you can be uh ethereum's a classic one right people longed ethereum the whole way down and the there were just constantly like 60% longs on ethereum so the people that were short ethereum while ethereum was going down were getting paid for the privilege of being short um so it inspired you to uh be short even when it got extreme and it seemed like a reasonable place for a bounce the uh-huh. the funding mechanism actually made it make sense to to stay short and just play it out until it like forces you out. And there's all these things around that and funding with uh, shorts and longs happens in the legacy market. There's put call ratios to find out how heavy the market is one direction or the other market makers or whoever you want to say the, the people in the, in the market skies are like they, they want to, you know, they want to get people out of those positions. The point of markets is to take uh, money from the few and, and our money, money from the many and give it to the few. So, in a game like this, you're constantly trying to figure out like what the heck am I going to do next? And so now Love you've it. got a five minute candle with a nine X and uh, on the moon side. So my estimation would be that you're about to have like everybody say like, Oh man, I'm not going to watch eight wrecks in a row and then uh, miss out on the next nine X. So you say, I'm going to flip to moon or whatever. Uh, and that might be the choice. I'm not going to tell these guys what I'm doing and they can't see my screen. Uh, so the question I, is, do you, I can already tell it like the, cause the smart move is to keep it small and to, and to stay on the pace from here. So <laughs> it, yeah, it just, uh, it just depends so, uh, whether you want to go with the trend or whether you want to try to call the reversal. And well, in addition, I'm not mean, going with the trend because it's yeah. likely that everybody is going to play for a bounce now. Right. Yeah. Well, you, uh, it, it's been fun learning with this because it kind of depends on, uh, on what's happening. One of my tricks, and if if someone's watching this, they can see it on my trading view screen right now. Um, I don't think I've ever used the Stoke RSI so much as when playing this game, uh, <laughs> because as much as I don't find it terribly useful in real life, I actually think for a momentum-based game where the next candle matters, uh, finding that those exhaustion signals through the the Stoke has actually been pretty beneficial. Um, so even though those, those moon boys are probably in the, in the chat when there's this beta chat with about 150 of us that have been testing this product, they're probably all freaking out about their nine X. Um, and they may be disappointed here. Uh, or maybe they just were, it looks like the candle just ended. Yeah, they missed, but now they, yeah. everyone's gone the other way now though. So they missed and now I stuck with the trend on that. So I've got a 222 hero and I've got a 10 X on my hands. Uh, <laughs> if the trend continues and, uh, that might actually also take me beyond some important resistance here. Um, what's been your um, What's been your biggest uh, uh, payout so far? My biggest multiplier um, was last night. I think it was last night was my biggest multiplier, and I had a lot on it. So uh, Luke, um, venture coinist, he was Twitch streaming. So like basically everybody that's beta testing got on the platform at the same time. And these pots grow, and like sometimes your bet size will depend on it. When you're ba- when we're beta testing, sometimes there'll be just a few hundred hero on a pot, and then sometimes there'll be like ten or fifteen thousand. 
So if people are on the game, you can increase your bet size. Um, and it gets lopsided too, because we had the privilege last night of Bitcoin was moving up really heavily. Um, so I was actually in anticipation of going with that trend. I was basically on moon all day, like all afternoon. And I was hitting a good number of those pots and everybody kept trying to fade it because of what's been going on recently, where it's like, you just keep fading it. Rect has worked really well. Um, and then basically at the height of Luke's thing, like it had gone, Bitcoin had gone up a couple hundred bucks or something, but on the five minute candles, it was so exaggerated. And there was these big candles and I flipped and I put uh, like 600 hero on it and I got like a 12 X or something. So it's oh, it like a, a 6,000 hero payout. And Wait, for were you people, in the room two nights ago and somebody went on and he dropped, it, the pots were smaller. It was like, they're only like a couple thousand each. It was his first time. He, he showed up at like two o'clock in the morning. It was his first the time. Guy that got the guy got the 175. He got 175. Yeah. So there weren't a whole lot of people playing. And this dude just like totally oh, drilled that pot. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, and he put in a 10, 10 hero. And it just so happened that every other player at that moment was spared up and, and had wrecked. And so there were like 1,700 and... 50 on wrecked 10 on moon and he he hit it and it was it was insane man the the telegram the, the channel when that thing gets r- big ratioed is the last like 30 seconds is it i mean rob doesn't it remind you of like the close of of the pit right it's like peak it does. dopamine rush it's you cannot find it or capture it anywhere it's so fucking that's amazing. yeah that's really why we've been so just thrilled the past 10 days of, you know, since launching beta is, you know, we set out to kind of recreate this experience digitally in this game. Um, and even socially, you know, we used the trading pit was, it was social. There were, you know, Brian, I sent you a picture of me among 200 guys in the corn options pit. (laughs) And I mean, there are people you're around people all day long and, and you have the stress of what you're doing, but you also have the, there's the nervous chatter, there's the banter, there's the, you know, just the nonstop conversation. And back then it was, you know, you can see people eye to eye, but now everybody does it through stickers, through gifts, through pictures, we're all posting and it's nonstop. So like our telegram room People just don't even understand, like, holy cow, this is what's going on. While we're playing, there's hundreds of messages going on. Everybody, it's like we're bringing that trading pit um, style and and craziness to this game and to the room. And and that has really, it's just exceeded our expectations in the the recreation of, of what we thought we'd never see again on the trading floor in those pits. Yeah, it's been super fun. And it looks like on this one, I, uh, I probably went one candle too late. Um, because the, the five minute is, uh, is being, a being a jerk to me now. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, it's not making my divergent leg, my fully divergent leg of a lower low. Um, (laughs) so I lost, I lost my 10 X and I'm, I'm heartbroken now because that would have, uh, put me over over my uh, my key zone here with my total pot, and now that we started this next one, I'll let you guys know that I uh, I flipped moon. So 
and I've got a I've got a two point nine on my hands, so I can I can make some money on this one. Uh, everybody everybody went wrecked on that one. So this is what this game flow is like. It's like every five minutes, uh, as long as you're playing, and especially when the pots get hot and Bitcoin starts trending, everybody starts going in there and and trying to find out what the heck is uh, you know what the heck is going on. What's what's the situation? What's it look like? What should I do? Uh, and then of course all of this is also uh, just going nuts in the in the Telegram room, and yeah. I've uh, pulled that into the into the screen for uh, people that are watching it on on YouTube. I've missed something like five five hundred or eight hundred messages here just in the past uh, past few minutes, and it's a it's a crazy fun and addicting game. But y'all y'all have really taken something that's a pretty complicated concept in a binary option with this weighted payout and you've turned it into turned it into a game and it's been fun but it's also interesting and i think that what fascinates me is that this has potential beyond just being a game and it can actually be a uh, an element of this market ecosystem it can be an element of what trading is in this ecosystem uh, so how do you envision what's going to happen next? Like, are you going to next roll out like a daily candle game or a weekly candle? Because what I can envision is like, okay, I might be bullish on Bitcoin, but you know, then all of a sudden the day like today comes, maybe I'll hedge myself on hero and I'll bet on the down daily or something like that. Is, are y'all, how are y'all envisioning this going forward? We, you know, we, we have, um, big, big visions and we've had kind of big visions from the start. Uh, one thing about the development of you know, our game is that, you know, we have a roadmap and the first thing, you know, we set out to do was prove our concept. We had it in our heads. We, we knew cause we've done similar things, you know, in our minds, we played it, but we needed to prove that concept out. And this, this beta, um, this first version, we feel extremely, extremely, you know, pleased with how that turned out and, and the reaction. So basically, we are continuing to roll out features and build out from the foundation we have. So the next couple of games that you're going to see will be the 15-minute Bitcoin and then the hour Bitcoin game. So We'll give people, you know, they've, they've got the five minutes, like we're all really tuned in with, I feel like my finger is on the pulse of Bitcoin right now. I, I can feel it because I am so dialed into the five minute chart, the one minute chart, the three minute chart to try to, you know, follow this game. And then we're going to zoom out a little bit. We'll bring in that 15 minute, which is a big time frame that day traders use and, and short, short term scalpers. And then we're going to go with the hour. And, you know, we'll bring those in and, and then we work from there with other, um, other time frames and other coins. You know, it's important for us to, to concentrate the liquidity first, because obviously bigger, bigger pots are going to make things more exciting. And, um, we want to really see what it looks like at bigger pots, kind of what the distribution of payouts look like. And it'll yeah. help drive our our decisions. We're really trying to like kind of always be in beta, and always iterating and getting feedback. Like you guys have been, you guys have been so amazing, being forthright in with the feedback that you're giving, not just about like bugs and whatnot, 
but really about the the core loop elements of the game and everything front to back. It's just been so helpful, and um, you know, it's it's good to be surrounded by 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 guys that you know have really have a passion for this. So. Yeah, there's been a, a lot of guys and girls in the chat. Some people too that you'd uh, be surprised in, like uh, Meltem's been in the chat, just degenning with everyone else, and it's been fun. <laughs> um, just put out a, uh, a pretty epic tweet today about it too. It was fun. Oh, did she? Nice. Yeah. So, you know, once you get into these different gameplay type of things, you know, I've been thinking of all sorts of cool ideas. Like, you know, we're most of us that are doing this, by the way, these, the hero tokens, um, I think we started with what would at retail price would end up being like a hundred dollars worth of hero. Yeah, um, that's right. So the retail price is five cents a token or whatever. And, uh, we got 2000 tokens to play around with and we're all just in this massive, like bragging contest to find out who can, who can do the best. And it's, it's amazing how much that plays into your desire to spend time on something. So it's not just the money components, it's truly the gaming component. Um, but as this moves forward, like I want to challenge, uh, sugar, who's the guy that has been freaking crushing it. I've been trying to catch up to him after I took an early lead. And, um, you know, I want to challenge him to like an, a power hour challenge and just do like one hour, me and him heads head to head to see who can, uh, hit the most cards in a row. Like I can envision this world where there's a game where you can challenge someone and it pings them. And it's like, do you accept this challenge at, you know, 10 PM central time <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah, That's it. Well, I mean, even another it. layer to that. Yeah. We're, we're going to be inter- integrating a, a Twitter bot to basically get those dramas pushed out to the crypto Twitter community. That's exactly. awesome. Ledger and Sugar get, Bear. Here we go. Like, about it. Oh yeah. It's it's on at 10 PM, get in there and check the troll box out. And <laughs> this is going to be, nutty i mean that's that's the one thing is is this peer versus peer you know like in trading it's just a huge world and um we all have the ideas of run by the machines and all this stuff but like we're bringing the the avatar the face you know we're bringing it right to you so you want to play sugar bear and your hour-long power hour like you're going to play him and you're going to play him on an arena that is, you know, it's there for you guys to play and people can, can see it and watch. And like that to us is, is the beauty of it. It is, uh, it's and letting people, you know, just really battle it out. And it's the most, it's, it's really, it's so much fun to just be a part of that, that group and be sitting there. I mean, my, my wife laughs, I'm sitting there in bed with what, with the, the chat up just chuckling literally just <laughs> laughing out loud at 2 a.m and she's like what is going on i'm like honey don't worry like this this guy is hysterical I, I i can't even control myself so that's yeah. it it's it's you know it's the community it's it's where i want to i want to go and and hang out and also i want to watch bitcoin and crypto and watch the prices and 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 play yeah so. and if you compare this to something like fantasy football or for a football fan or something like you could uh set your your weekly lineup or like your broader picture what you think is going to happen in the crypto space but then you can also just like sit in a room and do prop bets during the game um for you know i don't i don't gamble football but i know people do that it's like it's almost halftime and you you know your question is like is someone gonna have a uh a pick six in the second half or is someone gonna um 
you know, run back a punt or, you know, like make, take all these prop bets, get odds on them. And what this does is similar. So like I might have a play on a weekly candle. I have spot positions. And at the same time, like I'm in some of these five minute games or like wait till an altcoins on here. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm betting on a, a green hourly on ripple or something. <laughs> um, and there's just so much crazy stuff that I know you can do with this. And that's yeah. why I wanted to have y'all on because this is not, anything like not just in crypto but i've never seen a trading product like this um so i'm, I'm amazed by you know what you're what you're attempting here oh we appreciate that and yeah and, and just by way of you know building out from just time frames you know as you mentioned like being able to to go on to um and, and do the same thing on on the pricing of ripple um or we're definitely gonna roll out additional um pricing from coins uh and then um you know, on the on the gaming side, again, so much of this, you know, even when I'm listening to you talk, it really is like the emotional reward that you're getting out of it and the clout and the status, the competing for status, the 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 achievement side of it. We're you know, we we are implementing a lot of um, uh, leveling features and whatnot um, to the platform soon. And um, you know, the, the promising thing for us right now is you know, which was the test for beta was this core loop and the, this five minute game, very stripped down and simple. And the, the fact that um, you guys are coming back, like, I mean, we had about 220 total beta testers, I think um, that have signed up and pretty much all of them from the day they have gotten their login have come back every day. Wow. And some of them are on for, you know, the true degens, like some people I know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> excuse me, I just was for, uh, for many, many hours. I flipped at the last second on the one that just came up and uh, oh my god, are pulling up an 8x. <laughs> so, this is this is an example. I apologize for people that are listening, you can hear the excitement in our voices, but um, it allows you to flip your existing bet. So I was looking at the one minute chart and decided I wanted to play it down. I'm not, I might lose it, but I don't care because this goes back to the psychology of this. I I have an eight X. So if I were to be on the, on the moon side, I would be getting 10% on top of my money for a yeah. 1.1. But on the, on this side, if it does happen to go wrecked, then I get uh, a little over eight times the initial amount of money. So, um, I have, I want to transition my questioning, which is, what do you see as your biggest challenges? Like what, in t whether it's, uh, you know, jurisdictional or, or legal or how does something like this work in the long term or scale? What do you, whatever the, some of the challenges that y'all have had to think through and what you feel like are, are things that you want to pay, pay attention to in 2019? Cause I know a lot of people, if they're just from a traditional background, they trade traditional products. They might look at this and think, man, this is super weird. Is all this okay? Like, uh, how did you think through those types of questions? Uh, lots of lots of hours with our legal counsel, lots of <laughs> and um, you know, ha having a it's a social game, it's a social skilled game at the end of the day. So really focusing on having elements that give it a lot of game feature to it. And keeping that, um, you know, really in focus on the game is an important element to us. And then obviously from the jurisdiction standpoint, um, you know, I, I don't want to get too much into the legal side of it. Uh, yeah. Um, but it, it's, 
it's something that's been well thought through and yeah. And there's gonna be way some way for anyone to play this game once it's once it's live. Very correct. And cool. And, and every every path has been has been um, thought through. So how are you gonna how are you gonna do things from a scale point of view? Because you know, unfortunately, as much as uh, something like Bitmex, it, everybody says it's a great exchange, but then they have these scaling issues where, and, and these are very real. It's not even gamified, but people can't click their order, they can't close their order. Are y'all thinking about how are you gonna handle scale? Because, I mean, you're gonna have a thousand people on here at one time, or ten thousand, or who knows how many people, and they're all like cl- clicking at the same time, flip wrecked or or flip to moon, or you know trying to take these actions that are engineering challenges to say the least. So how are y'all going about that stuff? So for us, I mean, for us, it's, it's definitely an engineering challenge. And, um, you know, we, we have talked about that quite a bit with our development team and our engineering team. Um, the, the important thing for us is, is really bringing people on, not just opening the floodgates up and just letting everybody on at once and then having a, a um, you know, I guess it would be a, a good problem to have if we had, same problem that some of users were having yeah. um, late last yeah, year. Yeah, it's not the worst problem in the world it's to not, have to turn off signups because so many people want to be there. The user. Right, exactly. Yeah, And so um, a lot of people want to play. It's important to us that um, as we transition through beta and then out to an open beta, that we're bringing, we're constant, we're keeping it open, but um, measuring slowly how people get on. Everybody can can sign up, they can deposit tokens, they can receive tokens, um, but opening it to, um, you know, opening the game up over the next, you know, couple weeks, few weeks, months, is going to be a measured process. And what about from a, uh, I guess, like, investment perspective? Have y'all pitched this to people who have found it to be, um, attractive, like to people, what are, what are people that are looking and analyzing businesses in the cryptocurrency space? Like, what are they telling you when they see this game? I mean, the one, really the one, um, people think it's genius. They love it. They, um, they're a little skeptical and, and one, because the market itself, you know, right. if you, if you would just look at headlines from the last two months, you would think crypto was dead. I mean, you would think Bitcoin is dead. You would just, I mean, that's what we read from Bloomberg. That's what we read from Forbes. I mean, every, it feels like the main media sources out there. And, you know, for good reason, a lot of them make their money from the legacy markets and, and big banks and all that. But, you know, people... A lot of people think crypto is is dead or dying. So that's the one thing. It's like, holy cow, this is great. Especially now that we have this beta product, now people are like, you know, we're getting calls. Like, holy cow, I see it now. I get what you were saying two months ago, three months ago. It's like, it it is very clear to me now. And like, let's talk. We didn't, yeah, we didn't even... um... We were we were pretty focused on the product. I mean, we did that seed raise back in back in May, and really it was it was friends and family for the most part, um, with the idea that it would get us to uh, a, a beta or post product state, which we've which we've gotten to. Um, but I think for Rob and I, you know, it, it was 
really important to have a deliverable mm. um, and then to collect some data on it and use that as, and then from there making decisions about our capital needs and, um, and potentially who we would want to partner and how we'd want that, um, that relationship to look. Um, so, you know, obviously we've had a good product market fit with this small group and um, that's going to help drive the decision of who we're talking to and hopefully how we want to raise, um, you know, raise funding from there. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that's been interesting to me is like, it seems sometimes in crypto, the products that end up succeeding or the products that people thought were really strange or uh, convoluted at first and, you know, blending the gaming side of things with the trading side of things, it was very strange to me at first. But as soon as I started playing, I was like, I look at these five minute charts all the freaking time. Now I get to like place a bet on them. Are you kidding me? Like, this is great. <laughs> I can potentially be rewarded for, uh, making my, you know, eyeballs bleed every night staring at trading view. Um, there you go. Yeah. Count me, count and, me and in. I, I'm sure that the data that you're deriving from it also, which, you know, is going to become a, a, a big part of our platform. We're setting up a, a an offshoot called Hero Labs. That's a, a data and analytics service, um, both for use for gameplay, but then, you know, our, our vision is that it really could benefit um, uh, people who are trading crypto, you know, outside of the platform. Um, and a, a lot of that really was derived from, uh, you know, one of our advisors is this guy named Jonathan Bales, mm -hmm. who uh, we just refer to as the GOAT. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a top uh, daily fantasy sports pro. Um, and uh, you actually should check out his blog. It's, it's actually, it's really fascinating. He's, a, he's an amazing writer. Yeah, I'll link um, it up in the show notes too for people to listen. For sure. And so he um he's gonna be working with us um to help develop that. He he developed a product called Fantasy Labs um that uh really you know is focused on DFS world, um, which has become had become rapidly became a huge success. Yeah, I think massive. Uh, Mark Cuban and, and made a small investment. They they sold it out to a, a the same group that owns uh I think Barstool and um, there's a lot of exciting stuff going on for him. Um, but he, he's been, he's been, uh, really key with us on, um, helping develop that. And, uh, it's going to be fun to, to work with him as, as our data becomes more robust. Nice. Uh, well, I've been having fun. Um, one of the, you know, one of the things that I think is just fascinating with this is on a five minute game, it's been, I don't know how long I've been doing this now, five or six days. Uh, and granted it's a, it's a beta test, but actually I think the, as more users get on, it'll just have more people on each side. So your liquidity can be better. Um, but if you hit a, if you get a hot streak or something like that, you can really start to, to pile up because of the potential payouts. Um, so I, I hit a milestone while we were here and I hit 50,000 hero. Um, so I've, I've pulled a 25 X on my beta, on my beta tokens while testing Amazing. it over the last few days. Granted, this is not a sustainable pace of either growth or time spent on a project. <laughs> I've been, uh, I've been qualifying this as uh work time because I was having you guys on the podcast and helping, helping beta test. So I figured, you know, my time is well spent here. Um, but it's been, it's been fun. It's been addicting. I'm, really pleased to just to see a a product that's innovative and I wanted to be able to have you guys on I, 
Oh no! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, uh, I just got I just got flipped on the confirmation. Uh, but yeah, so this is this has been fun. Oh, shit. Are you kidding me? It went from it went from up four to down seventeen on the confirmation. Oh my god! I didn't uh, even see that. So this is this has been fun. <laughs> uh, I, I may have to reanalyze my life now. Um, I was doing dishes last night while there were some uh, big moves in Bitcoin, and like every four minutes, I would stop doing dishes, dry my hands, place my bet, and then make my call and Telegram about which way I went, just for the clout purposes. Uh, so it's been ridiculous. It's, it's been a lot of fun and I'm excited to see where, where y'all go with this. Um, no, it's, it's great to have you a part of it, man. You've been, a, you've been, you've been a tremendous, uh, uh, a help and feedback's been amazing. And it really, it really, really is. And, and I, you know, I just knew you as, as ledger status on Twitter, the guy I've been following for, you know, I don't even know two years. And then, you know, to kind of be with you in, in the, the troll box and the chat and then kind of get to know you a little bit through there and then having a conversation. It's like, you know, that's, that's one of the true beauties of it. It's that, that social, social gameplay where now, you know, I feel like I've known you forever a, because I've been following you on Twitter, but now like we're playing against one another. We're talking smack. We're looking at the market. We're, you know, even going outside of that game. It just, that's, that's the beauty of it to me. And I think that is going to open up just a lot of, of opportunities and a lot of windows for just the general public when, when they're on the platform and, and playing. Yeah. So. Well, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to seeing how this goes. People are going to kill me if I don't ask when can, when can they get in? Uh, do y'all have a, t- do y'all have a timeline for opening up to a broader beta or yeah, we're, we're uh, working on, uh, we have a couple of, of, of ads to make. Um, just on the on some of the uh, structural elements of the platform, um, but it's you know I'm hoping within a number of days, and then we're gonna uh, we're gonna really start trying to open it up because we want you know we want the rest of the world in with uh, with this crew and see where it goes. We're, we're we're equally as excited about it. So awesome, pretty close, to- pretty soon. People that are listening or watching, you can go directly to their website at uh hxro.io hero.io or you can go to ledgerstatus.com slash hero and you might get a little bonus if you sign up through that link or i will <laughs> i don't know which <laughs> oh, nice. uh, either and way i'd Twitter. be fun. i'd be curious if people hit that link just to see uh how many people are interested in this because my gut tells me that this is going to be a, a hit and that's why i wanted to have y'all on uh, I feel like you're talking to the, you know, you're you're going to be the next Arthur Hayes, and you won't want to talk to me in a year. Uh, you're just <laughs> too busy in your Lambos. Never. Never. Um, God, God bless Arthur. It's a, he's done a, an amazing thing there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always impressed by what people are building in this space, and and getting to know people has been a lot of fun. So, yeah. thanks for coming on, y'all, and uh, I look forward to seeing what happens next. I'm sure we'll catch up in a few months and uh, see how things stand. With Thanks, that. Ledger. Absolutely. Appreciate it. All right. Appreciate it, bro. I'll link up y'all's Twitters and stuff too, because y- y'all are uh, good good people to follow. So everybody, check out the show notes to to follow these guys. They're they've got experience and they're building the product that doesn't happen often in crypto. So that's why I want to have y'all on. All right. Have a good Catch y'all really next time. It. All right, dude. Monuments crumble. 
blink of an eye The easy river Has just run dry In a house of cards I feel the breeze Wound so tight I can barely 